0: Gemara Yoma, Daf Yud Het. The Masicha has been dedicated anonymously for the slaha of couples trying to have children. They should be zokhe. Zaraa, zarah haya bekayama. Amen. Ken Yehiratzon. Today's daf has been dedicated for us Shlema Miriam Bat Moluk En Nafanana B'Toch She'An Chole Amo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's daf on Daf Yud Het. And we are up to the Mishnah. We learned in the beginning of the Masechet that they used to sequester the Kohen Gadol seven days in the Shkat Palhedrin in order to prepare him for the Avodah of Yom Kippurim. Our Mishnah today will discuss some of the procedures that were done during the seven days. And the Mishnah begins. So they uh, gave over to the Kohen uh, two members of the uh, Bedin of the Sanhedrin, that they were in charge of teaching the Kohen Gadol, the seder avodah. I'm assuming the reason why they have two people is so they could have testimony. So there's edut, that so they could testify that they taught him the uh, halakhot. Vehayu koreen nefanav, and every day they would read in front of him, beseder uh, hayom. They would read with him the avodah, the seder from the pesukim, exactly what's obligated to do the omnim law they would say to uh, him learn it or read it with your own mouth maybe you forgot maybe you forgot the law or maybe you didn't uh, or maybe you never learned it the reason why they tell him is based on another gemara that says, And the Gemara says that the Torah is remembered Mm -hmm. that if you actually verbalize it. That's why they didn't rely on just teaching it to him. They would tell him after, now read it with your audible voice. So when you read it, (coughs) it'll definitely enhance uh, the memory. But again, the Mishnah is giving us two scenarios over here. Maybe you forgot <clears throat> or maybe you never learned. We'll have to see exactly why there was such a scenario that you had a kohen gadol that never learned seder havoda. How was that actually even possible? Anyway, the Mishnah continues. Erev Yom shachrit, so it came to Erev Yom Kippurim in the morning. <speaking> in <Hebrew> so they would put him standing by the eastern gate of the azarah. Uma'abedim lefanav parim ve'elim. So they would uh, bring in front of him uh, different animals—a pod, an ayel, a keves—just so he becomes familiar with the avodah. Now, obviously, we're not trying to get him familiar with animals. Everybody knows what a pod is and an ayel is. Not uh, that he needs to know his animals. The Maharisha understands that they actually would place in front of him the exact animals that were going to be brought on Yom Kippur. They brought those animals to put in front of him, so he's regir, so he sees in front of them, so he knows exactly, and he can make a mental preparation, a little, little, little easier for him to concentrate, to know exactly what he has to do on Yom Kippurim. I heard recently from the Satmar Rebbe, a nice Musad on this practice over here. He says, the Satmar Rebbe, that uh, the goal of a Torah Jew is is no matter what he sees in life, he always has to apply it to something in the Torah. When he sees a situation, right away a halakha should come to his mind, or some, some 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 sort of Torah. So he learned it from this part of me. It. it says, They're putting in front of him animals. And what's the Quran supposed to remember? So, oh, that's Avodat Yom Kippurim. Guy goes to the zoo, and he sees an animal, oh, that's what they wrote on Yom Kippur, when he sees an animal. That's the famous... Uh, Famous stories when they took one of the great uh, Rosh Hashivas and they showed him uh, a, a sushi for the first time. So right away he jumped into, you know, halkot Berachot. He said, well, what's the majority over here? The rice or the, uh, or the fish over here? What's the Berachah you're going to make on it? And he started to go into a whole other Everybody, I didn't bring it to you for the Beracha, I brought it to you to show the novelty of the food. But the hakamim, they already see every situation as a, you know, a chance to figure out where it is, fits in the Torah. Everything Everything in this world has a... Source in Torah and has its helik in Torah, so you always have to take every any situation and try to figure out what's the Torah angle uh, in that uh, in that matzah. In any event, the Mishnah then comes along and says, Kol Shiva Yamin, Lo Ayu Monim Miminu The entire seven days, they wouldn't uh, deprive him from Ma'achal mm-hmm. Umeshte, from drinking and. Uh, eating and drinking, which to me is a little, little shocking, because we know that the rashash says that you're supposed to fast during Aserim et I have to assume that uh, the Kohen was fasting during Aserim et I mean, you have uh, regular people do that, and here it says, you know, that they didn't refrain from uh, any food. Uh, so you have to say probably they gave him at night to break his fast. That's what it's talking about. For the breaking of the fast, at night, they did not deprive him from any ma'achal u'meshteh. You also see from here... Uh, another point that uh, it mishteh sounds like an intoxicating beverage and we know that uh, a kohen that's working uh, the mishmar of that week is not allowed to have intoxicating beverages certainly not during the day that they're working obviously and not the night either so the kohen was working that week the kohen was doing avodah so how do they give him an intoxicating uh, beverage at night so I saw uh, one answer that they say is that Why can't the kohanim who are working that week drink wine at night? Is because there is avodah at night. And what is that? The hakrabah of the evarim and the pedarim on the mezbeah, for the korban olah, or the korbanot that were brought that previous day. Since the kohanim does not do that avodah, so there was no worry, he's not working at night. So since he's not working at night, like other kohanim would, so therefore he'd be able to drink an intoxicating beverage. I saw another answer that says, that when are ain't allowed to drink? When it's just drinking, but that's why the Mishnah is over here that that he would eat and drink. So when you drink with eating, so the eating causes the uh, the, you know, the drink not to get you drunk, and therefore we're not ever pumped. So it's, it has to be drinking dafka through a uh, a ma'achal, and that was done I mean, yom which is erev kippur already. So already they didn't want him to eat uh, a lot. Uh, we know that the uh, excessive eating <coughs> causes a person to be tired and he might fall asleep. Now, there's no avon to fall asleep, so let the grave fall asleep. What's the problem? you wake him up for kippur. issue is over here, we're worried that during the sleep he might have a seminal discharge. He might become... Uh, Baal Keri. Mm-hmm. And therefore, as a result of that, we're concerned, so therefore we don't feed him a lot, because the food can cause him to sleep, and when he's sleeping, he might have uh, uh, Baal Kedi. Of course, the Yerushami's question is, on this, what do you mean Baal Keri? The Mishnah said in Pirkei Avog, that one of the miracles that took place uh, in the Beit HaMikdash, the Koye was never a Baal Keri. They never became a Baal Keri on uh, Yom Kippur. So therefore, what are you worried about him falling asleep? He said, this never happened. And the answer to the Ami is, that of course, you can't rely on a miracle, you have to do everything in your power uh, to make sure that it doesn't happen. And the second answer is that, when did it say that there was uh, no Baal Kedi by the colonel in the times of the first Bet HaMikdash? Yeah. However, in the times of the second Bet HaMikdash, which this Mishnah is talking about over here, you didn't have that guarantee. and Therefore, since you didn't have that guarantee, you had to make sure that the Kohen did all the precautions, in order not to become a bad so therefore they didn't want him to sleep, so therefore they didn't feed him a lot on Erev Yom Ekapudim. Okay, now let's see uh, any She's on the Mishnah. David, take over. Ishi. Ishi
1: Adoni.
0: Okay.
1: okay.
0: Right? So that's like what she said. You look at the behemot, and what do you remember? <coughs> so now the Gemara comes along and says, The Gemara says, why did they have to review the halakhot of Yom, K- Yom Kippurim? One of the things the Mishnah said, maybe he forgot the laws. So the Gemara can understand, maybe he forgot. I accept, maybe he forgot. Okay, from year to year the kohen could forget However, El Lo Lamad? You tell me you never learned the halachot of, uh, of Yom Kippurim? Mi Mukmina and Ki Would we ever nominate a Kohen Gadol who doesn't know the halachot? Lo Lamad? we learn. Today's reading, Rabotai, a good Siman and our Gemara. We just read it from the Sefer Torah a couple of minutes ago. Va Kohen and what does it mean over here? The Kohen Hagadol me'ahav, that's greater than his brothers. What does that mean? she Hagadol me'ahav, that they have to choose the greatest of the Kohanim, greatest of the family. What does he have to be great in? Number one, Bechawah. He has to be great in strength. Why? One of the hardest avodot on Yom Kippur is the ketoret. You have to hold the shovel, which is very, very heavy. It's made out of heavy metal and he has to carry it in a certain way, and he has to pour the ketoret uh, uh, from his palm into the, into the shovel, he has to carry everything. So you have to have a certain amount of kowah. Number two, noy. Noy means he has to be handsome. Can that? that's part of the uh, beautification of the service of God, that they bring the most uh, handsome of the people. Bechokmah, obviously has to have chokmah, right? There's the question. If he has to have chokmah, how can you say that the Kohen Gadol never learned Hilchot uh, Yom Kippurim? Shime lamad. Ube'oshe. Not only be'oshe. Now he also has to be wealthy. Again, that's a, 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 a part of the kavod that he, he should get the right respect from the people. And it's, it's kavod for uh, the people that, that, that have such a representation. I once heard from uh, one of the Mephalchim that say that all these conditions over here are a which means we want him to be a humble man. But unless he has uh, all these uh, uh, traits, he doesn't have what to be humble about. So therefore, the more things that we tell him he has to be, he has to be rich, and he has to be handsome, and he has to have koach, and he has to have chokmah. So now he has where his humility to to halan. Like the Hida writes, that in our generation, people don't have to be humble. They just have to know who they are. You you, you didn't get the the humility. The prerequisite to humility is greatness. So, therefore, the Queen has to have all these great qualities so we can have what to be humble on. How do we know if the Kohen himself doesn't have wherewithal, let's say money? So, how do we know his brothers have to make sure that he has uh, the uh, Osher? That sometimes the Kohen becomes Gadol. From where? Gadelehu. That the gadlut of the Kohen has to come from the brothers, but the point of here is what? The point of here is that you see the Kohen has to have chokmah. So how can you tell me in the Mishnah that you have the I me mean, where they need to learn the laws during the seven days? that You know lamad. Then he's not qualified. Same answer like we said earlier. There's a Mark difference between the first Bet Hamikdash and the second Bet Hamikdash. Like we learned earlier in the Masechet, that in the times of the second Bet Hamikdash, the Kohanim were uh, 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 not necessarily uh, worthy. It became a political position that was bought with bribes. That they used to bribe the king, and then they would install them. So therefore, it was quite possible that when the Mishnas Saying this over here, it means shema Maybe he forgot. That's referring to kohanim in the first betamigdash. The lamad is referring to kohanim in the second Mikdash. How do we know that it was corrupt? Daman You know, a, 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 a basket of gold coins. Martha Bat was a, one of the rich women in Yerushalayim, and she brought to Yanaim Malka in order that they would install Yoshua uh, bin Gamla to be the Kohen gadol. So what do you see over here? They the paid off uh, uh, the, the king. So they were not necessarily the Kohanim had, had, the, had Chokmah. Now, this, this has an issue over here, which Yanaim and I were talking about over here, <clears throat> he comes along and says that was for Yanaya Melech in uh, Maseket Kedushin. Uh, he himself was a, 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 a Kohen Gadol. Um and this was a different Yanai and he was in charge of the uh, Kiuna at the time. The only question we have is that it sounds like a that this Yoshua ben Gamla was unworthy. Yeah. However, we learned in Baba Batra that Yoshua Ben Gabla was a Sadiq. He actually was the one that started the uh, the day schools. It was Yoshua Ben Gabla that invented the concept of kids going to school because their parents were too busy. or told that they didn't have children, parents, to teach them Torah. So, would it be me a proof over here? Unless you say, okay, was it was a different Yoshua Ben Gabla. I got the easy answer to Yoshua Ben gablas But I think I saw from this Sfat Emet that he has a nice shot over here. He says that. On the contrary, that's the proof that Yeshua bin Gamla was worthy. And the only way he was able to get in is with a payoff. The chaura, if, if you're worthy, you should get in on your merits. I said, no, in those days, even somebody that was worthy on his own right, on his own merit, the fact that they had to pay the king to get him in shows you that the whole system was corrupted. They didn't choose the person based on his... Uh, you know qualifications even though Yeshua might have been the best qualified didn't matter she had to give a whole talk in order to bring her in bring him into the bring him into the position okay does she <laughs> Right, so that she even adds to the story, it was a husband. So she was a rich lady. Almana, she married Yeshua ben Gamla, and uh, she paid off, uh, you know, the king in order to install her husband to be the kohen gadol. Tarkeba,
1: <laughs>
0: ah, so <laughs> Tarkeba is like three kav, two kav. There's four kav in a seah. So basically, Tarkeba, two kav, half a seah. Okay. Now the Gemara continues. All seven days... No. All of Yom Kippurim. That's right. All of Yom Kippurim shaharit. So what they do? They brought the animals in front of him In order to be ragiim ba'avodah. V'tana lidan, lo, tana That's a big question. One of the animals that were brought on Yom Kippur was the se'ir. Se'ir la'ashem and se'ir la'azazel. And the Mishnah only says they brought in front of him parim, edim and kevasim. Where's the Seirim, the goats? Why were why, why they not brought in front of him on Erev Kippurim? The Seirim are coming to atone for the sins. Hal, shadat that we're worried. What? The queen might get, uh, he might get depressed and say, oh boy, I got to make a for these sins of the people. I might not be able to do it. And it's going to cause him anxiety. And then but we don't want the queen, especially on Erev Kippur, which... We see over here a very interesting halakha. We could deduce from this, this this gemara. So let the Kohen be a little uh, depressed on erev Kippur. And you see that erev Kippur is like a Yom Tov. We want him to be happy. You have to be happy on erev Yom Kippur because you reach the day of mechadus Am Even today, the halakha is like that. That's what we eat on erev Yom Kippur. It's a happy day. Shechivana. We say when we come to Kippur that we made it. We were alive. So therefore, we don't want to depress the kohen on erev Kippur again to take away from the Simcha the day. The Geberah says, wait, if you don't want to bring any animals in front of him that will remind them of the sins of the people, <speaking in Hebrew> The par, like it says <speaking in Hebrew> The par itself also is a atonement. So then why do you bring the par in front of him? The Gebra says that he can handle. Par, <speaking in Hebrew> since the part is coming to be Mechapir, for his avonot of his family and the avonot of the Kohanim, so therefore, he's already confident over there, because he knows himself that he made Teshuvah, he can control his own situation. And regarding his brothers, the Kohanim, the family of the Kohanim, if anybody has an issue with the Adirot, he can go talk to them and cause them to make Teshuvah, so, that he's not worried about the sins of the Kuanim. He can handle that. He can handle his family. He can even handle the larger group of Kuanim. However, But he doesn't know all the situations of every single Jew in Klai Israel. So, he's wondering how am I going to uh, uh, atone for all these uh, people? So, you see, interesting over here, the job of the Kohen is not only to bring a korban, he actually had to go around and try to bring the people back right. to Teshuvah. And that's the that Bidabar on the Kohen. So the Queen had to atone not only with the korban, but he has to do it with his with his uh, with his kohot. So the Gemara has a, a quote based on this. That's what the, the people say. If your uh, nephew is a policeman. Don't walk by him in the street. What it means, basically, because that policeman, since you're his uncle, he knows who you are. He knows your sins. He knows your crimes. So therefore, he's going to arrest you and going to get you in trouble. So if, you're, if your relative is a policeman, don't walk by him. Why is he not bringing this? Because the Kohen Gadol knows his brothers, the Kohanim. He knows their sins, So he's not worried about that. He'll go and rebuke them and give them uh, Musa, but he doesn't know the strangers, the Yisrael, so that's why we don't bring the Sa'id in front of him, so he doesn't get depressed. Okay, Anita, she's on this, Da'ila. Oh, or, yeah, Da'ila.
1: Right,
0: she learns, he knows your financial status, <laughs> so what is he going to do? He's going to shake you down and take money from you, you know. So that that, that cop of is like a tax collector. So he knows who you are. So therefore he's going to come along and try to take money out of you. So keep away from him. Point is, the kohen knows his family, knows his brothers. So therefore he's not worried. He can uh, he can he can fix them. Now the, the gemara continues a quote from the Mishnah. The seven days they didn't deprive him from machalum mishter. They didn't let him eat a lot. Again, they didn't want him to fall asleep. And then Shalom uh, see, become Baalke. That on Erev Kippur in the morning, they would feed him Selatot. Silatot is like flour. is eggs. What's the reason? Interesting. They want it to cause him to empty out his bowels. They want to give him something that's a diuretic in order to cause him to go to the bathroom. Why? We don't want him to go to the bathroom on Yom Kippur. Because the halakha says that every time the Kohen gadol goes to the bathroom on Yom Kippur, he's got to go to the Mekveh afterwards. Because maybe uh, there's a little tum'ad. There. So therefore, we don't want him to have to make the tercha on Yom Kippur to go to the Mekveh extra times. So therefore, they clean him out uh, before uh, Yom Kippur. Kedem <laughs> So he doesn't have to worry about uh, Nikabim on Kippur. Ambulo, so the Be'udah ben said, Kod On so the contrary, it'll have a counter effect. the more so, you're feeding these type of foods, it heats up the body, you can bring them to Keri. So don't feed him those items. Although you have a good idea to try to clean them out, but it's going to have a negative effect. The adverse effect is to have himum, <clears throat> and himum brings to Keri. Let's read she. First white line,
1: <laughs>
0: Right. And uh, there's a Tosfotarosh over here uh, that learns the opposite. He learns over here that. On the contrary, we feed him these foods over here in order to constipate him, so he won't go to the bathroom. So therefore, it's was exactly what uh, what the uh, what these foods uh, do to gabei his the uh, gabei his uh, his bowels. But it sounds like they don't feed it to him at the end, right? Yeah, according it's to the like they you, you, right? According to the second rabbi, yeah, the did doesn't feed him because it would cause him to be uh, heated up, and that could bring him the keri. I mean. As she says, because these items are marbe zera. Okay, okay the Gemara continues. Tanya, we have a brighter. aman bi en amrila lo ababi These are acronyms of different items that we don't give the kohen gadol to eat. Uh... The, the machlok either on erev Yom Kippur or all seven days, but let me have to understand what these acronyms stand for. Lo avi, aleph bet yud, lo etrog, that's the aleph, velo betzim, that's the bet, velo yayin yashan, and not old wine. Ve'am lo abavi, lo etrog, the etrog, lo betzim, eggs, lo basar shaman, that's fatty meat, velo yayin yashan, and not old wine. The at lo laban. Not even white wine. That the white wine can cause a person to come to tumah. <coughs> now we have a B'raita. The B'raita comes along and says zav. So let's just review the laws of a zav. Right, a zav. The first time he sees, this time he's about bald Let him go to the mikveh, and uh, he's fine. When he sees already two times uh, consecutively, so now already he has to uh, be uh, 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 more, more concerned about the uh, tumai. he has to have um, uh, seven days, and if he sees three times, already he has to bring uh, Korbanot. Now, when he counts the seven days, the Zav, he has to be careful that those seven days that he's clapping are clean days, that he doesn't see anything of Zavut in between. Now, we don't want him to eat things during those days as well that can cause him to see Zavut and then it's going to break his counting. So the Mariah says, Zav, when a Zav has a uh, meaning he has a, a discharge, it's not seminal, it's a discharge, something comes out of him, Tolin lo which means if let's say the Zab ate a big meal or whatever it is, <coughs> so therefore we don't uh, say that that's an official Zavut. We can blame it that it came from his excessive eating. We, we're toled on on the eating. Now, uh, which means uh, all different type of foods that we know can bring to Ziva, if he became one after he ate those items, we blame it on the food, and therefore it's not considered Zavut. El mm-hmm. ben which means once he starts counting the seven days, now I don't care what the cause of how he sees Zavut is. Even if it comes because of food, it'll break the Zavut. The initial Zavut, we say, hey, did he eat? He ate, okay, came from food, leave it alone. He's not a Zav. Ma she'en when it comes to counting the seven days, we don't care where it came from, so then we don't feed them foods that will lead to Zavut. Mm-hmm. That's what bin says. Um, again, these are acronyms for different, for different items. Uh, let's read the acronym. Lo hagabi. No halab, no milk. No giban, cheese. No beitzah, egg. And no yarin, wine. Velo gabam. Gabam is megiri sin That's the the liquid that comes out of the uh, that bean. That's called the ful. Ubasar shamen. That's fatty meat. Umurias. Murias is the fat from the fish. Velo kotevarim avim li det tumah. What is that coming to include? All other items that bring to tumah. Atuye mai. There's five things that can cause a person to see ziba. The They are shum. Shum is garlic. Shechlaim is cress. Halaglogot. I think they call that the rocket. Vabetzim. Is that halaglogot rocket or Gargir is rocket? Okay. What's halaglogot then? Popor. Popor. That's what Ashish says.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first, okay. is rocket. Okay, now let's go see Rashi she on the bottom of the page here. Zav <laughs> Zab also. right, it's got to come from his basah naturally and not because of, you know, uh, that he brought it on himself.
1: right,
0: Right, so she's telling you, don't think that Katie is Zav. Katie even on onso, it makes him tame. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then she says what it looks like. It's more, uh, uh, has the consistency of the uh, the album of the egg. Mashakin <clears throat> Zav, uh, that is only uh, that it came out of his body naturally, as opposed to uh, where he had an onus where he ate something. And mm-hmm. Moto. During the seven days that you're trying to get him clean, we don't feed him. So they were, even if during the seven days, it happened to come because of eating, it breaks the seven days. Whereas to, to create a Zav, we don't create a Zav to count seven days in the Qurban only when it happens naturally. Now the uh, Gemara, since it quoted one of these foods, called Gargir, so the Gemara now, is gonna quote a Pasuk from the Nevi'im, about this uh, about this item. Okay, Vayetse Echad Ela Sadeh Lilla Orot. So they went out into the field to gather an item called Orot. Tana, Meshemeh, Dira Bimi eer, this item that's called Orot, what is it? Zegalgir, it's rocket. Amar Biohana, Nammanikras Sheman Orot, why do they call Orot? Just light, Shemeirot Irotai Naim Okay, it's good for the eyes. If he can eat it, by all means. Let's say he can't eat it. I guess maybe it's too strong for him or for some reason that he can't eat it. So just let him put it over his eyes and that'll help also in order to bring his vision back. We're talking about gargir that grows on the border, not next to any other uh, growths. When you, when it grows alone, all the nutrients go into the gargir. It's not robbed by other vegetables that are next to it. So you're getting the strong, uh, the strong gargir. Okay, she em
1: zera
0: You don't want to weaken its its power, its potency. amarab <laughs> aksenai. But if you're a guest in somebody's house and you're sleeping in his bed, don't eat eggs. Because eggs can cause kerri. Uh, and then when you wake up in the morning, the guy's going to see on the bed keri, and that's a, uh, that's a bushah. Uh, and some say that it can even lead him to suspicion that if the balabai sees there's kerri in the guy's bed, he's going to think that he might have done something inappropriate in the house. And, should right, which means he shouldn't wear uh, something that the balaaba wears during the day like gives him his uh, shirt to go to sleep in or something like that because we're worried that uh, maybe there'll be some Keri on it overnight, and the balaaba will see it and he's going to be either megune or lead him to suspicion does she she
1: may be in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay, the Gemara continues. Rav. Well, oh, this is an interesting, Gemara Rav le darshish. When Rav would come to the city of Darshish, come to the air, used to go there and give shiurim or whatever it was. He would announce Mahriz Man Havyal Li Yoma. Wow. Who wants to marry me for the day? And then will divorce me when I go back home. Wow, so means he didn't want to be without a wife even for one day. So he would come to the town, Sadiq la'ir. they make a sign, Sadiq la'ir. who wants to marry the tzaddik for the day? Rab ahman Kab shiknatsiv man havya li who wants to be married for the day? Now, obviously these are tzaddikim over here. The Gemara is going to discuss different halachic problems with this, uh, you know, this idea. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Benish Shai over here explains it. That, of course, these were great tzaddikim, and they were free from hidudim and all these type of things, but. In these two places, in uh, Darshish, and Sheikh Nitziv, there was a lot of young bachelors or older guys that were not getting married. And for whatever reason, they wanted their uh, freedom or whatever you want to call it. And these Rabbani wanted to show them the importance of wow. being married. So when they would come to the town and say, we can't even stay married, unmarried for one day. So therefore it was in order to give the people of the town a, 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 a musad that uh, you know they should be uh, they should stay married they should be married anyway they had now we get to the halakhic issues over here with this one halakhic issue is va'atanya the bi be'ezed ben yaakov uh, omer lo isa adam isha bemedina zo veyalech beisa isha bmedina acheret shemeizdavigu ze etzel ze venimsa ach noseh achoto umemade kol alam kulo mamzerut the world will be filled with zima, with immorality. Why? You're not supposed to marry one lady in one city and another lady in another city. Why? Because we're worried they're going to have children from both of them. The children are not going to know that they come from the same father. <coughs> Over the course of time since they come from different cities, they're not going to even suspect that they're brothers and sisters to themselves, their siblings, paternal. And what's going to end up happening? They're going to marry each other brother marries a sister, that's isul Karet. What's going to happen to the child? Memzerim. So therefore, how did these rabbis allow themselves? They were married in the city that they came from. So now they're going to a different city and they're getting married over there. What about the issue of? Memzerim. So one answer is, Amri Rabbanan, Kala Itlehu. Okay, there's a difference when a Hakam gets married. When a gets married, there's a call. There's a voice. There's a there's a broadcast. Everybody knows. Oh, you heard the rabbi got married. So therefore, it's public knowledge. Public knowledge, it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be solved. Which, by the way, could answer a question that maybe this doesn't apply today, by the way. That a person today could get married in New York to a girl and get married in California and we don't have a problem. Because today, there's, everything is broadcast. Today, there's, there's we, have, we have, we have, we have communication. In those days, Nobody knew what was going on in Darshish, if you lived in another town, or Sheikh Dasib. There were no emails, there was no newspapers going back and forth, and there was no uh, reporting. So therefore, how are you supposed to know? But today, it's a telephone call. Oh, you he heard he got married. Oh, he got married to a girl in, the, in the Chicago. Okay, so we know everything today. So therefore, could be in those days, Hakam had a call, but today everybody has a call. But today we have uh, we have communication between... Not only cities, we have communication between countries and other countries. Everybody knows everything today. So therefore, could be, once the Gemara is introducing this deen of call that the halakha would not have ramifications today. However, we have another problem. I mean, I I, 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 I was going to answer simply, who who, who said that they're having uh, kids? Who said they're having relations? Maybe he didn't have relations. Maybe he just was there to, you know, have his bread in his basket. He has a wife over there. Who says that it was actually a... But you see from the next Gemara's questions, it seems that there was relations over here. At least in the Gemara's HaVa Because the Gemara's next question is, V'ha'amar Rava, Oh, a rule that once a man makes a proposal to a lady, uh, will you marry me? So he must wait seven days before he can marry her, so she can go to the mikveh and be tehorah. Why? A proposal makes a lady temeah. Let's say she was tehorah, let's say she says, uh, in the old days, single girls went to the mikveh." So let's say she says, uh, I'm good, I'm fine. Oh, will you marry me? B- bingo, seven days. What happens at the proposal? It's called Dam Chimud. We're worried that once already she is a proposal from the excitement of the bi'ah that's going to happen causes her to bleed a little. That's called Dam of Chimud. And therefore that renders her to So they were back to the question over here. How did the rabbis come to the city and say, oh, who wants to marry you for the day? What do you mean? You can't be with her. You got to wait seven days. So it's not going to work. By the time you have to be with her, she, 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 you're, uh, you're back home. Not only that, you can't marry her. You have to wait seven days. So what, what do they do with that? That's the, uh, that's the question. Uh, Tosfoid has some issues over it. Maybe he's a katana, he says. You answer, maybe he's a katana that doesn't see blood yet. So he says, no, because uh, you're not supposed to marry a about us, says. A uh, zekena. Or it could be a zekena, that wasn't the, we had to have children. That's what they say also. That's one of the answers you could say. Maybe they would find, uh, you know, non, uh, or, or, or some say that that's only talking about a, a, a lady that never had bi'ah uh, before, but maybe an al is okay. So there's different ways to get out of this uh, 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 problem. The Gebaraz says, easy answer, Rabbanan od'u avum mikdam they would send their agent to Shalia seven days before to make the uh, shiduch. So, therefore, by the time they got there, the seven days were, were done already. That's the first answer. They didn't have relations. They didn't have relations. They just were making Yehud uh, with them. <speaking in Hebrew> Which means there's the bread in the basket rule over here. Mm-hmm. Which means, uh, once he knows he has a, a, a wife there, so he doesn't have any uh, hidhudim, he doesn't have any, uh, any thoughts. He doesn't have to be with her. She's there. You know. So if, if he needs anything, she's there. So therefore, it's okay. Therefore, he's not going to have relations. Only problem is, is he allowed to have Yehud? If he doesn't consummate the marriage, so what allows him to have uh, Yehud over here? I'm just thinking about that now. So look at that the, the, the she first. And we'll have to look at those four for a couple of seconds here. Look at the, the she starting with kala itlehu. Kala
1: itlehu.
0: Right, which everybody says, oh that's the rabbi's son, oh that's the rabbi's daughter. They know it. You know, Abu uh, is the is the hakam. So therefore, everybody knows who these kids are. The shame will go on the kids. That's the whole kid that says Because what do I if their father's marriage is popular? These kids are going to grow up, they're not going to know their brothers and sisters. No, everybody knows. Oh, that's the rabbi's kid. They're called by their father. So therefore, we're not worried about that problem of mamzerut. Right, that's what we're concerned about. And what does she answer? Interesting. Guy has a wife. Finished. Tabas broken already. He has uh, bread in his basket. like psychological. That's all they wanted. They were away from their wife. They don't want to have hiturim. So they put the wife away. They, they, they don't care she has They're not going with her. <coughs> they're not going with her uh, anyway. Right. Right. Oh, so, right. By it's, the way, once you say way. that, then already give the answer before that we're not worried about memzirut either, because they weren't having children from these uh, wives. According to this answer, they were just making. Yehud. It was he was
1: only there for a day. Or it sounded like the, the rabbi was only coming for a day. You know, like we said earlier.
0: Okay, and therefore? Good, and
1: therefore?
0: And therefore, it, it,
1: she, there's no way, how is that Papi law She's n- never going to be, he's leaving. He's no, master.
0: Papi Siloah doesn't, doesn't mean that 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 will that, 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 that be uh, permissible. That's Oh yeah, he has a wife over there. He, has, he has, Just having the wife over there already breaks the taba.
1: Not
0: gonna he's going to divorce her before he's going to divorce 74, she's permissible to him.: It's still Papi Sanoz. He has a wife. he's married. He still oh, has, he has a wife. wife. He still has a wife. It's called a wife.. That, 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 that's the point over here. He says that uh, she's she is kakim is. They're not going to be with them ever this breaks the uh, breaks the tava. More than somebody that is not. I mean, Tosfot has a whole story over here. Let's try to read it quickly over here. My that's Tosfot's question. David's question. Tosfot's asking, what do you mean? If they're not going to be with them, what's papisalo? Usually we explain that Papisadot is like a uh, nida. What's the logic why we're allowed to remain with our wives when they need that? Seemingly, Yehud should be permissible because she's forbidden to us. Mm-hmm. So why are we allowed? So we say that, listen, Pap since she's going to become permissible later on, guy's not going to do anything. He knows he'll have her later on. But you say that because she'll have her later on. But Hitos for say she's not going to be around later. Like he said, he divorces her the next day. So they go, what's the Pap Bessalot here? so he has the answers. after seven, and I don't give his leaving. he could do whatever he wants, he can be leaving, but by he knows there's an option. after seven she'll be okay, so that's enough. that's the issue. famous law. Guy gets married on the night of the wedding. She becomes Nida. He's not allowed to make Yahud with her because they, they cannot consummate the marriage. <coughs> what does the Gemara say? He goes and sleeps with the men, and she goes and sleeps with the, with the ladies. They, they 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 sleep in separate rooms that night. <laughs> He says, they didn't say, who wants to be my wife for relations? Because then you have issues of Dam Chimud and all that. They said, who wants to be my wife for Yehud? That, that's, what, that's what they announced. So that's how you notice the Gemara, Li Yehudeh. That, not that they made Yehud, that's what they announced. So once they announced it, she never saw Dam Chimud because there was never an anticipation of a of bi'ah in the first place. And therefore... So that, that's a that's a new way. Bye. No, she, the whole thing was exactly i am taken you for uh, Yehud. That's all it was. So there was never a relation, there was never Dam Haimud, there was never that's that's the second answer of the Gemara. <coughs> Then he says another shot that the reason why it was not a problem uh, of uh, 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 Tosfootsy asking what do you mean pat She's not going to be permissible to him. So how is it uh, pat mesalo? So said that's only for a bahur. A guy who was never married. But someone that was married before, it's okay. Even though it's not permissible, just having the wife will be okay. So that's one of those false answers, that since he was married already, this rabbi, so therefore, well, even though she's forbidden to him, we, we don't say that we're worried that there's going to be a problem. this is uh, said by someone that was married, but a bahud would have a problem. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a question yeah, there? Rabbi, rabbi, there's one interesting thing the note. It says in, in the event they would ultimately ultimately
1: cohabit, they would bring the whites home with them so that if the child was born, it would automatically be identified as theirs.
0: Wow. Right. Wow, okay. So that goes against what the Gemara said. So the, Gemara, the, Gemara said right. the Gemara said that there was a call by by, 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 uh, by. Okay. Wow. So that's it. What they see how important it is to be married for every, every single day. These Chakramim would not go uh, go on a trip. And, th- and that's why that's why they were careful by the Aksanya case. Because the Aksanya case, we said don't give him eggs, don't give him anything to come to Keli because he's not with his wife. Mm-hmm. So he, he'll come to Hidurim very quickly, they're worried. So therefore, you see from over there that they were careful. When a guy's away, without his wife, he has to be careful. He can lead to Hidurim. So don't give him stuff that can bring it on even even more. Okay, that's that's that, yeah. Um Now we go to the... now we go to the next Mishnah the Mishnah continues on what they did with the Kohen Gadol on Elvium and Kibri so now they hand them off they hand them off to the old timers Sanedrin hands them over to the old timers of the Kohanim the Zikhenim and they're going to teach them how to do the Ketorah, which is the most uh, difficult of the um, of the Abodot. she.
1: Right. Right.
0: Which means uh, he's gotta go basically into the Kodish Kudashim with a shovel. The shovel's filled with the coals, he's carrying that uh, in one hand. In the second hand over there, he has a, you know, a kaf, a spoon, whatever it is, a bowl with a certain amount of uh, ketoret. And then, he puts the shovel on the floor, and then he has to take the ketoret from his hands, from the cup, and pour it into Milo Hofnav, uh, in order that he can pour the ketoret onto the, to the coals over there. Uh, so he has uh, over here uh, uh, a challenge. Why? <laughs> says. He has to hold the cup in a certain way where it doesn't fall. It doesn't get one shot away. If it falls on the floor, you lose. Even if you lose a little of it, so he's got to, he's got holding the cup. He's got to figure out how to flip it over Wait, he catches all the ketone. How do you hold the cup and fill your hands up? So it was. It was, you had to be a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> adept in, in how to do it. So Zikne would help this kohen uh, with this exercise of doing the hafina of the bet abtinas. Okay, remember what we learned.
1: Shekali.
0: That's right. One of the offices in the uh, bet haMegdach was called bet abtinas. Abtinas was the family that was in charge of the uh, Kitore mm-hmm. And um, therefore they named the office after them. <coughs> they were the bikim over there, how to make it, and how to mix it over there. So the ziknei kiruna would go there and teach him the rules. And then they Wow. They made him make a shivu'ah that he's not going to deviate from the tradition of how to bring the ketoret, <inaudible> and then they they leave him, and when they would make him swear, amru lo ishi kohen gadol, anu we are the sheluchem bedin, <inaudible> we are being sent from the uh, the bedin, and therefore we have no choice; we're obligated to uh, you know make you make the shavua. Vatash shelukenu, you are our messenger. You're serving us. Ushliach bedin. Yomar, i going to explain what that means. That why is he shliach bedin? He's the messenger of Klai. So what does it mean, ushliach bedin? Yomar, I will explain that. Meshpeima nu alecha. We're making you swear. Bemish shekhen shemo bebayit azeh. The God that has put His shechina in this house. Shelot shaneh davar. You will not deviate from any of the service, from any of the rules that we gave you. So he goes away and he cries. And they go away and they also cry. We'll have to see exactly why everybody is crying over here, but uh, let's read Rashi first.
1: Exactly.
0: Right, that was the issue over here. The Siddukim had a different practice of the Ketorit. They would put the Ketorit on the coals outside of the Kodesh Kodeshim and they would come in already when it was on the coals. And we don't do it that way. We actually have to go into the Kodesh Kodeshim and do the service in the Kodesh Kodashim. So they made him make a Shivuaha. Especially in the times of the second Beta HaMikdash when there was suspicion that these koanim were unscrupulous. So therefore, you have these sedukim that were uh, that were rampant. Only question is, we'll see in the second Beit HaMikdash, if a guy's going to be unscrupulous, he'll make a shivua. you know, he'll swear falsely also. So you have to know maybe this was in the first Beit HaMikdash. Well, exactly see when this happened that they're making a shivua. If you believe the guy, you don't need a shivua. If you don't believe the guy, what do you need a shivua for? So you have to see exactly what this... And we have to see also why they um, why they were crying uh, exactly. Okay, we'll see that in the Gemara. The Mishnah continues: "Im If the Kohen Gadol was a a scholar, Doresh Gives Dirashad the whole Del Kippur. They want to keep him up, so day kipur Kippur they would stay up all night to koanim gedudiim. And if he was a tamin Acham, he gives a class. He gives a shiur the whole night. You go to the bet midrash, he has shi'ud. Vim naf, if he's not a hacham, but he understands. Tamin hachamim dochim defana. So that said, you have a schedule. Every hour, another rabbi comes to the bet midrash. He gives dinah shad in front of the koan. Again, <coughs> purpose. So he doesn't fall asleep, which today did have the opposite effect. But in the old days, when you gave a derasha, it would keep him up. Now, if let's say the Kohen was not able to understand the derasha, but he knows how to read, meaning he could read the kituvim, give him a book, let him read, let him read the tikkun. If he doesn't even know how to read, then, Kurim the Fanaf. So they read in front of him, again, just to keep him awake. What books do they read? Interesting. Be'iyov, hardest book. ube'divreha yamin. These are interesting books. Again, if you know how to give them over, Iyov is a fascinating book. So they bring somebody who's an expert on this book, so it's a lot of uh, drama of Iyov, especially beginning Pirakim, to keep his interest so he won't fall asleep. אומר, wow, many times I read in front of the Kohen Gadol in the book of uh, Daniel. And some say in the Yerushalmi that he read the book of Mishlei. He gave a shul in Tehilim. The Rambam writes Kitve Kodesh. You know, it sounds like uh, whatever, whatever, whatever you feel.
1: Bravo.
0: Now, even though the Chayora. You know, is something we read on the Shabbat. So you can question. I don't. We said we don't want the Queen to be upset. Now you're reading him the sad uh, story uh, of Yehov over here. So the Maharashchak comes along and says that um, one thing it'll do is it'll make the Queen make the shuvah. So it's good for the Queen to get a little broken. So it'll make the shuvah when he hears the book of Eeyov. And uh, secondly, that the, leave the beginning of the story when he gets the yisurim in the middle of all the things that Eeyov says. There's some fascinating things about the creation there that can keep the Kohanim's uh, interest. But I'll just read the as Ashi for a second now. Right? Okay. Now there
1: is.
0: Uh, David sent me uh, the picture. There's some halachot on this daf. We'll look, just read the halakhot from our sefer uh, that we have. I'll read you the halakhot on today's daf. It is number one. It's a halakha in Ora Haim Siman Resh Mim. If you'd give it. Let's say you're on a. Um, uh, you're a guest at somebody's house, and they gave you a room, your own room, mutal Shamesh. He's allowed to have relations with his wife. Right, so long as you don't <coughs> wear the talit of the Balabai, because you can give it to him back, it will be zera on it, and I guess you have to clean the sheets. I don't know what you're going to do with the sheets. You have to make sure that, uh, otherwise it'll be a also for the b'nei b'ayit, like we learned over here, that they'll see, the, uh, they'll see the zera. Ibn Azer, Siman Bet says, uh, Lo yisa Adam ishabe Zu, vi elek vi isha be midinah eret. Shema is da habarim Zelaze, laze, venim achnoset achoto, vi im shemoya mifursam mefursam zaro mutar. Like we said, if he's mefursam and everybody knows who their kids are, which could be a today, it's okay. Last one is in your Asiman a siman kuftsadibet, tavoal in you tell a lady, I want to marry you. And she accepted. She's got to wait seven clean days. Ben ben ketana. Maybe even though she made a bedikah right away, she said, there's no damn haimud. Nothing came out of me. Doesn't matter. Maybe it was a little drop, and she didn't realize it, and it got lost she starts to count seven clean days. From the next day of the toviah, Interesting, she doesn't need to make haszik which means she needs to make during the seven days, like a regular every single day. Well, so that's a, that's, an interesting, uh, that's interesting that's uh, interesting halakha, which means you have to ask the question that comes up, and we'll conclude with this, is let's say Tavu a regular guy, will you marry me, and then and then she waits seven days. And then for whatever reason the wedding is postponed, COVID. COVID. So now they moved the wedding for two months. So she already in her mind, now they put a new invitation, new date. Mm-hmm. Is that considered Tavu al-Naseh, where it's a new T'vi'ah, and now she'll need to wait another seven, uh, seven days? Let's, let's say they push it three days later. New invitations go out. Is that considered a new the way there's a new Dam Chimud, and then we just wait another seven days? Something to something to think about. Or does it go? No, the first the first proposition to get married nothing to do with a date. The first proposition to get married, but it sounds like every proposition, or is it the first proposition? Okay, I have to we have to, we have to check that do out. More because the first one didn't even happen. Right, that's what I'm saying. The first one didn't happen. Right, so it didn't happen. So now the second one can create it.
1: Wow.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll come back to you on that. All right, what time? Yes.